Welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood Debrief, where we discuss all things sisterly, godly, and ratchet. Okay, girl. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What's up? Welcome to season three, episode two. We in there. (laughs) Today, we are going to be talking about navigating friendships as Na- adults yes because you know friendship as adults it's, it's different yeah real different yeah. it makes me just want to keep you and nobody else <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for real though but before we get into that you know we got to start with a little shenanigans always so would you rather mm. don't do me like that would you rather find your soulmate or discover yes, so Who's Danny Ezra? Y'all, she on this new new celebrity crush. If he's listening. Hey, boo. He don't even know who he is. I said his name. Hey, nobody. Nobody heard that. Oh, nobody heard. Daniel. Speak speak clearly. Excuse me. (laughs) Daniel Ezra. I said it. From All American. If you watch All American, he's by Spencer Jones. He is fine. He is. And he's not my typical type. He's your like He low-key mine, but you know. Low-key. <laughs> but you know. Um, okay, so let me finish this. That's our question. Then you can tell me that you still want to choose him. Okay, would you rather find your soulmate okay. or discover your calling in life? Oh, that's a, right. That's why she over here. I mean, <laughs> kind of hard, kind of Um, That is hard. What? I mean, because you can find your soulmate, but would you still feel unfulfilled because you don't know your calling? That part. And let me tell you, I'm single now. Sometimes, if my mama listening, probably. <laughs> Dang, yeah. that's her. That's her. That's her messaging you right now. That's yes. crazy. <laughs> she listening. She Jesus on the main line. <laughs> let me tell you, it's hard sometimes. Like I don't know, my whole life, I'd be like Jesus. I don't as a forgiveness letter <laughs> is that bad anyway <laughs> moving on um I don't know I would say oh god I'm going to say I would rather know my calling I'd rather live a fulfilled life and ask for forgiveness later um <laughs> y'all <laughs> Read between the lines. Yeah, you can't okay. have to read, okay? Um, yeah, I think but I would rather live a field life. I would rather live a life knowing I did what I was called to do. Yeah. And because um, you can have a little of your life and real feel really empty oh. inside. And <laughs> that's even worse would than being like single. Would you the story? Right, it would be worse than Lip, being single. That, yeah, because um, I've actually experienced that. So for me, I would probably want to, have my calling mm-hmm. now if I don't find my soulmate it doesn't mean that I can't like experience love with somebody right, right? right. um it just means it's probably not the one but it right. is like almost the one maybe you know yeah, close to little, it might be a little gray area in there but the reason why I say that is because I literally spent like the first couple of years of my marriage mm-hmm feeling unfulfilled because I wasn't walking in my purpose oh wow so it was because I was supporting his purpose Mm -hmm. you know again if you've been watching for a while listening for a while being an educator was never like my end goal I Mm -hmm. started because I didn't know what the heck I was about to do I was about to graduate I didn't have no job lined up two degrees no job lined up right um so I ended up um doing like you know teach for america enrolling in that mm-hmm. then i lucky got stuck <laughs> let me tell you because when i got married my husband was in was preparing for medical school uh-huh. and medical school is an unpaid full-time job right and somebody had to continue making you know supporting the household so right with that came this level of oh i can't do my writing or I can't Mm -hmm. do my you know whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing because I have to work and that was very depressing I'm almost certain I was depressed because he was actually the one who was like I need you to do something that you actually love 
so okay. that <laughs> you can get your life back together because this right here is unattractive oh dang. Um, <laughs> well that's good that he you know told yeah. you though no, so you can mm-hmm. you know y'all can grow together yeah it was never like a you got to do this until i get to where i'm gonna go and right. then you can do what you want to do he was like mm-hmm. nah because you being miserable like this is not what i signed up for <laughs> that's right. um mind you that's probably exactly how he said it because he has no real filter he knows virgos um but (laughs) but it was helpful um and it allowed me to like really start walking and pursuing like whatever my calling was which I eventually discovered was you know like impacting and encouraging people Mm -hmm. um to share their stories whether that be through writing or through whatever else I might do ministering or therapy or what have you so um yeah definitely would need to know my calling and then I can find somebody who I feel like there's a way that they can come in and mm. be who I need them to be or grow who I need them to be without them being a soulmate. Right. I don't think I don't think people I don't think everybody meets their soulmate. I sometimes think people can be cultivated into person you deserve. The person. Yeah. I absolutely believe that. Some people just don't like to put in the work that is required for that. But that's a whole nother right. Life, that's so. that really is. I, was, <laughs> I got something to say. But yeah, oh. I think I like that. I, I can imagine yeah. how like almost feel like you had to put yourself on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And like I think about myself sometimes, sometimes I just get caught up in work mm-hmm. and I don't do what I love. Like I told you last week. Yeah. It was like, you know, pretty much like I'm having a rough day, but I need to create some content yeah. because it helps me feel more like myself. Yeah. And you know purposeful. It, it felt purposeful. It feels good, mm-hmm. you know it has endorphins too when yeah. you're walking in purpose and, you're and now it's like a it's like a because I've done what I'm supposed to do yeah I, I feel my cup enough to go and do the stuff that I quote unquote have to do that's so true um which you know again balance we talked about that in the last mm-hmm. episode like there has to be a balance in your life if you're not taking care of yourself and doing what you know you are literally put on this earth to do like you might not be put on this earth to just love somebody else right yet you put on the earth to maybe impact to create to encourage to do all these other things so you know doing that could position you for the extra stuff that you desire and that's a whole nother thing like god really functions off of obedience so like when you start to do whatever it is that he called you to do then he opens up those doors for the other stuff that you feel like is never ever going to come that you pursue out of disobedience Mm -hmm. um but if you like refocus and recenter on what he called you to do then those other doors do open girl i need that word so because let me tell you i mean that's been my life i ain't gonna sometimes lie. it'd be hard doing what god called me to do because i i'm like i have to work because i yeah. have bills i have yeah. to support things like that and i'm so depleted sometimes from work that i'm like i don't even have the energy to mm-hmm do to write a blog post to create a youtube video to even get on instagram some days to write a caption about anything and i know like that is part of my calling i know part of my calling is to encourage women so that's good because sometimes i get so focused on like god which we have a timeline over here listen that was this whole pregnancy deal but it literally was not until somebody actually told me that i think it was my sister erica um she was like do you realize that after you were said yes and was ordained as a licensed minister like a week later right you got found out you was pregnant she said it and so did um michael my stepdad so i was like oh i never really thought about that and i kind of like shrugged it off but after more reflection it was like oh yeah you know that level of obedience and sacrifice of self that is very rewarding spiritually on the other side so yeah because it helps it's not like um, you do this, God's going to do this type thing. Yeah, it's not but a it's bartering more, system. Right, because <laughs> some people might yeah, think that, but that's that definitely it. not what it is. But it's more so like you've aligned yourself mm-hmm. into the will of God that you can walk directly into those blessings. So, Come on, word, before yeah. before the word supposed to come at the end of the episode. <laughs> but you know, it's just for like, I know like for me, when I created... Um, first created my very first blog Mm -hmm. the king's daughter it was for new christians because i felt like we were being easily strayed away and so it's stuff like that like when you hear people say oh well 
I listened to God or I did what God called me to do. And then I got blessed. I got pregnant. I got a house. I got a man. You're yeah. like, okay, let me just do this because God's going to do this. Because it's it not how it works. Because you grow. can <laughs> do what God calls you to do and it still might be a waiting period. Yeah. And just know that it's all for your good. Okay. That's the word. That's the word. We might not even need a word. Let me tell you. We gave you out early. We gave you out the word early. Let me tell you. Okay. But digest. Digest that word. (laughs) Okay. But back to our topic. Mm -hmm. We told people that we're going to be talking about adult friendships. So if y'all don't know, we mentioned it last week, but me and Brittany have been friends. Me and Brittany met in eighth grade, actually. Yeah. In middle school. And we have been best friends since. Really since ninth grade. I was about to say ninth grade. Well, yeah. She saved my life, y'all, but that's another story because she didn't really like me. I don't know if she liked me. I don't. I did not. Anyway. But, um, yeah, we've been best friends since then. And first of all, people be surprised that we are still, not only yeah. me and you still best friends, but we are still friends you. with our, mm-hmm. most of our friend group from mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. People like, y'all still talk to each other? Like, yeah. Listen, and them the only people that I talk to from high school, high school low key, but no well, offense, y'all. It's really because I saw, hey, <laughs> it's really just though, again, relationships. Yeah. You know, like I didn't really cultivate, like even try to cultivate any relationships with anybody else mm-hmm. in high school or after high school, even the people I went to college with, I didn't really yeah. hang out with them. Yeah. I mean, I left college with a few good friends who, like, yeah, in college, I mean, the people I met in know, college, yeah. With us pledging organizations and mm. you know being we were both heavily involved on campus yeah so like so we definitely came away from college with like organic and long-lasting friendships yeah it's definitely. the friendships that came after 25 it's different when you very different. get friends after then it because so you really have to like categorize people at that point yeah. like what type of friend really are we because like are we work friends right are we really like business friends because when i quit this job am i going to are we still going to talk to each other are we just going to like each other's stuff on facebook like that i feel like people really miscategorize Mm -hmm. if that's a word right are like overly i don't know overly defined friendships that are really meant to be just what they are in this space in mm-hmm. this time in this season right like we are friends because we're we go to the same church we are friends because mm-hmm. you know we work together in the same department right we're only friends because we chose to collaborate on this business endeavor yeah and that's honestly it and sometimes things can get very confusing for yeah. people when they feel like or even you when you feel like it should be more or you expect more and I think that's where I have been the most disappointed yeah expectations yeah yeah unmet expectations of what because that's yeah bottom line I feel like with us like the tone was set like I know what type of friend you are Mm -hmm. and I know what type of friend I try to be to you yeah whether you know it's with fault or not Right, we're so human, when so we're trying we to both, right know, have room to grow. When we try to be those this type of friendship with other people, and then it's not reciprocated. Yeah, that's where I'm like, Ugh. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. <laughs> um, friendships as adults, I slightly be judging people, <laughs> um, because I feel like if you have no no one that you talk to yeah. from your childhood, yeah, I kind of be like. You don't have no friends from childhood. Yeah. Like not not one, because I think it says something about a person's character mm-hmm. when you have long lasting friendships. Yeah. Like how can you cultivate relationships? Yeah. Like because so many of us like kind of brush over friendships just trying to get to a, a significant other. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is really the training ground for absolutely relationships like what kind of friend are you because you should be your partner's friend Mm -hmm. how do you resolve conflict in your friendships how do you communicate in your friendships obviously it's going to be a little different with the partner but it still will give you a basis of who you are as a person at the general level yeah um and so to me it's just like when you don't have any long-lasting relationships it makes me I'd be like why yeah and not in a rude way but yeah. like I but generally I want, want I want to understand because no. I have several friends I've been friends with yeah. for a very long time and um 
who are family now like yeah we're family. literally family like yeah when i make lists for events like, like you're in the family category. Right. Like, these are the people that have to list. <laughs> and then now I can think about the people friends. who I consider friends. Yeah. But on the on that note, like I definitely understand coming from a therapeutic standpoint, I do know like that sometimes environmentally, people may not have like those long-term friendships because I mean you may be a military brat. So mm-hmm. maybe you traveled a lot as a child, or you know, you may have been in foster care or may have mm-hmm. been in different you know, may have not had a stable home environment Mm -hmm. and that's why, but when it comes down to like, oh, you're like your friends, most of your friends are seasonal or are convenient friends or, you know, unconventional friendships. That is questionable to me because I just feel like what is the purpose of the friendship at that point? Like, are you, are you, again, are you only friends with this person? Because there is something that you need from them in this moment, in this time. Mm-hmm. And once you get that and you move on to something else, it's right. like, okay, now I, you know, we barely, you know, you might barely hear from that person. Or, right. You know, you might barely reach out to that person. Like, where was the genuine connection to where it caused you to say, hey, that's my friend? And I think one of the things that I've always been this way, I'm open to most now, not so much. But I used to be very open to like new people, new experiences. I've always been on team non new friends. Everybody was a friend. And my mom used to tell me, she was like, everybody ain't your friend. Yeah, that's the truth. And Chris Chris says it now. My husband, he's like, um, that's an associate. And I'm like, that's a weird what thing to call somebody. Like, hey, but it's the truth. Here's my associate, Alex, guys. Like we But (laughs) it helps, but it helps with expectations it does because it i have really a different does. expectation from an associate to a friend yeah. to a close friend to a yeah. best friend like there's different things i'm going to expect from each one of those categories mm-hmm. and if i if i properly categorize you yeah. in my life then i will have if, i mean if i think if i in my mind i have yeah, you as a friend but you're really an associate you're right yeah. i'm going to be disappointed because you're not going to meet up to yeah. what i expect yeah, of a absolutely. friend um and so that's why it's important because it really is going to benefit mm-hmm. us, you, um, if you properly categorize people, because then you know how to move, you know who to trust with certain information yeah. and you will leave friendships or, you know, those things less hurt by people. So then, okay. So here's a question. Mm-hmm. How do you set boundaries maybe in the beginning or whenever you actually figure out that mm-hmm. this person is like, oh we're just business colleagues right we hang out we might go to brunch together we might you know do whatever together but the reality is there's not a not a non-business related friendship here Mm -hmm. or non-work related friendship or whatever the category is how do you place boundaries on that type of relationship when it may not be clear on what it is is about what I talk to them about okay. I think the biggest way to like I mean it's not rude like we only talk about but if we only talk about business mm-hmm. I would hope you know that our categories was a business associate yeah maybe a business friend but I still think friend would be too close for me if I just only talk to you about business okay but if we talk about just a certain topic or a certain thing can that relationship evolve over time yes because mm-hmm. I've had work associates who I consider my friend now. Okay. Um, that I would that I have hung out with yeah. outside of work and gone through life events Same. with Same. people. So those would definitely I would consider a friend, but not everyone. Most of some most of the people I talk to at work are definitely just my work friends, my work associates. Um, and I keep them that way because I don't tell you there are certain things I'm not gonna tell you. And yeah. I think that's part of it. Sometimes when you're an open book like me and you, mm-hmm. we're easily divulge a lot of information to right, people. Right. Just trusting because I mean that's just who we are. Mm-hmm. While I've had to learn to not share everything with certain people. Yeah. You know, because you don't want people to feel closer to you than what they what truly they are. are. Because you don't want to lead still struggle with that. Like lead people now. on yep. to think that we're more than yeah. that category that I put them in. Because yeah. when you start getting real personal 
They think they're your best friend. And they you do. not. But then if you stuff I like, let the people know. You not. You not. But then it's stuff like, okay, so currently, right now, right. this week, I have been uh creating my baby shower list. Okay. To the friend who's planning, partly planning the baby shower. It's a hundred people plus on this list. Okay. 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 So <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> Somebody was like, you having a wedding or a baby shower? <laughs> Um, so on the list, I did, I categorized people. It was family first. Mm-hmm. So that, that went from, you know, my parents all the way down Chris's side, all the way to friends who are family. Right. And then it went to just friends. Mm-hmm. So you got work friends, mm-hmm. you got high school friends, you got mm-hmm. line sister friends. Yeah. Like, and this, and it just, that'd be the struggle like, when you got to yeah. bring in like all these, chapter right like, mind you i have 42 43 line sisters y'all gonna have to have your own um, mind you i'm not inviting chapter. nearly half of that but i'm just saying like it's always like a thing a lot of like, people yeah so when i'm putting people on the list i literally was adding people to the list as i was talking to people at work about the list i was like there's so many people on the list and i'm like i'm talking to you about this so now i feel like i gotta add you to it because these are legitimately like they're friends but they're but we hang out outside of work we have like little like self-care day right all the ladies at work not all of them but Mm -hmm. like a little group of us at work and Mm -hmm. like I consider them to be my homegirls so it's Mm -hmm. like why would I not invite them then I think about places where I have I invited people from old places that I work right because I feel like I still have those relationships we still talk right so it's just very challenging because if I was to go through the list and be like, technically, I haven't talked to you in the last three months. Technically, yeah, you know, like all these people start coming off the list, and then people feel some type of way. So, I, my students, Miss Jackson, you having a baby shower? I'm like, tell them they can oh. throw you one. They they can they can plan one at your it's school. It's so overwhelming. Mind you, my students are not my friends, but right. their parents. Some of them I have like. I've had students who I've taught and I'm really mm-hmm. cool with their parents now and we right. text and we talk and stuff like that. So y'all pray for me because clearly I need to draw a line somewhere. But yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how like my thought process is. And like I said earlier, people like Chris and my mom and even you like mm-hmm. give me reality checks all the time. Like, sis, <laughs> that's not how this relationship really works. So right. I don't know. I just really struggle with those boundary lines mm-hmm. and like I have this idea of like if I don't do this or include this person, they mm-hmm. are going to feel whatever emotion that they mm-hmm. might feel because now it's like, oh, I thought I was a part of da da da. da. But know? is that your responsibility to manage other people's emotions? Oh yeah, yeah. The therapist in me says no, because that's what I would tell a client. Exactly. But I mean it's still very difficult. It it is. I'm not gonna say it's not. And that's very much like I mean, I'm way more probably matter of fact, yes. like it is what it is type person. <laughs> I'm very much like, I mean, but that's, I mean, that's how I plan my list. When I'm planning yeah. events and hosting stuff at my home, I go through my text message thread list and I'd be like, have I talked to you? Have Who I talked to you? I talk to? <laughs> and if you're not within the last couple of months, are the better question is you're not getting text me. Yeah, it's that. It's not who am I hitting? But first of all, you only have about two times of me hitting you up first Hello. before I'm not hitting you. I'm always up. checking on you. I, I just <laughs> because I just I have so much going on. Mm-hmm. You have so much going yes. on. Who has time for one-sided friendship? And I feel like even with us, like we are very intentional. Like throughout the week, we both at one point during the week will check text. in with yeah. each other. And there are there are a few people I can pull up in my messages right now where I'm initiating contact. So I get that some people have their own things going on. Right. Mental health wise, like COVID has really like shifted how people handle and deal with things yeah I feel like I I have to remind myself again mental health wise therapeutic wise I'm able to do it in the moment with clients but in my regular everyday life I'm fine I'm not struggling Mm -hmm. I'm not so sometimes I'm just like well why you know it's such and such or this person or that person like it just seems to be such a weight on them right I don't understand that so my way of trying to understand is I will reach out to you Mm -hmm. but come on now I'm 
in the mid crux of COVID, teaching little snotty nose children every day <laughs> who got a cough and sneezing your face with their mask down. Right. And I'm in school. I have, you know, internship, business, and pregnant. And got a husband. And a husband who, you know, yeah. love him to life, but I'm supporting him right now. That is a lot. And it's a lot that a lot of people, other people would not even take on. Right. Check on me. Yeah. <laughs> Check on me. Because I just feel like it shouldn't always be me saying, hey, how you doing? Just checking in. Da, da, da. I try to do that. And I know that I've been the person to not check in with others. So I'm just very intentional, like with people who I know have, you know, reached out to me at some point to check in with them. Right. Um. So I don't know. I just, the one side in this, like you said, is just very, at this point, it's like a non-negotiable. Like, it definitely it's, much it's is. A, it's a deal breaker for me. I mean, at this point, I will cut you off. <laughs> no, no, no remorse at yeah. all. Because I just... Like you said, all of us have a lot going on. Yeah. So understand everyone has ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, but there also has, I mean, relationships are two-way streets. So if I'm always having to pull you out of a rut, if I'm always having to be your counselor, unofficial therapist and all that, but I cannot depend on you when I to need you, yeah. I just cannot do relationships like that because I cannot be drained down. Mm-hmm. Um anymore I you know I have to control my own mental health yeah. and I'm the type of person that sometimes not sometimes all the time I take on other people's issues yeah, I like okay how can we solve this like it's my problem and I realized how much that was bringing me down mm-hmm. and I had to stop I had to tell myself like nope that's not your issue mm-hmm. like you cannot help you can offer a solution one time and it's on them but yeah. it's no like keep coming back and we have been like I said therapy yeah. unofficial therapy sessions multiple times a week every week <laughs> you're not paying me sis um I just can't do it because again I have to protect my mental health yeah um for that sake yeah and I just think adulting friendships as adults mm-hmm. um or you have to be way more intentional because it's not like high school or even well, college going on when we are always together like think about it you become friends with people in high school probably people who you had classes with Mm -hmm. y'all go have lunch at the same time Mm -hmm. y'all were together eight hours out the day it's very natural for you you to have have, make time right you very natural for you to be fun friends in college probably in the same organizations a lot of my friends from high school i mean from college either we were roommates or we were in the same organizations right and so we obviously were together majority of the time we might have even had the same major majority of the time together. When you become an adult, we that's why work friends, I feel like, take over your life as adults. Mm-hmm. Because again, those are the people you spend your most time with. Yeah. But you also have to have boundaries with them. Like, how much are you devoting with somebody yeah, that you work that with? Point, there, you know, things could be used against yeah, you. Yeah, because you got to see, like, are you really my friend? Yeah. Are you, know, you the, the people on the come up, especially in corporate? Oh, yes, corporate. Because, like, that, that's where you would be corporate. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, the educational realm, it's really not that much different if somebody's trying to climb up a leadership ladder. Yeah. You got to be careful. But, okay, so that, okay, boundaries, cool. Yeah. What does it look like to have or to establish healthy friendships as an adult? Like today, even though we team and I'm new friends. Yeah. If we were to meet, one of us met met somebody and we're Mm -hmm. like wanting to have a genuine friendship with them. Right. What does that look like? Um, where do we meet them at? I'll give you an example. Yeah. Because this actually happened. So when I found out I was pregnant, I told you how important it was for me to like have somebody else who was on the same like a bump buddy. Yeah, bump buddy. Okay. Um, so I did end up meeting this girl I told you about. Uh We went and had dinner Uh and we have not met up since and we kind of infrequently text each other now. But if I truly wanted to establish a friendship with this girl, Mm -hmm. inclusive of her partner, along with like, you know, my husband. Right. What does that look like? Um, I think if you're trying to have somebody, so this is someone that you would like to like their child and CJ will grow up together type thing. Um, I would first start by having double dates to make sure like the husbands are cool with everything. And this is our, this is what I desire. Mm -hmm. Make sure my husband's cool with it and go from there, start talking about, pregnancy mm-hmm. and like really starting to establish like 
some commonality there and then move on to life things. Okay. If it like, naturally how do we move beyond the pregnancy because we're not gonna be pregnant together. Well, you talk about different like things, but that's when you start to find like what commonalities you have. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what kind of like are you creating a playlist for labor? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what are you putting on your playlist? Mm-hmm. Or so you start finding little things that you can okay. learn about the person to see yeah. if you have commonality. And if you do, you it, I feel like it would naturally flow. Yeah. Like it makes and me think of my work friend. One natural. of my yeah, one of my work friends who's probably listening. Hey girl, Hi you girl. know who you are. Um, she first of all, me and her have the same my original celebrity crush is Christopher Maurice Brown. And don't come for me just because I didn't send for you. The whole name. <laughs> the whole name. So if you didn't know, now you know. Um, me and her both enjoy him as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean he's not bad to look at either. So that's that and <laughs> um but me and her didn't know that about each other originally mm-hmm. um and she would probably tell you ask her about our work relationship she'll probably tell you that I was not the nicest person when we first met because I would believe her <laughs> we she used to say hi to me well me and this other girl used to we go for walks on our break when we were okay. in the office and she'll be walking this lady will be walking with another co-worker mm-hmm. and they will pass us like walking and she would say hey and I would be like very dry high but that's only literally because I probably had a lot on my mind mm-hmm. it was not intentional I try to be nice to my co-workers because you never know who you're going to work with in the future or who's yeah. going to become your boss um but I also don't go to work to make friends because I've tried that before and I know the yeah. feeling of being hurt by somebody you thought your was your friend yeah. as they tried to climb the corporate ladder absolutely so but when me and her started sitting closer together in proximity, we started realizing we had commonality and it naturally became a friendship mm-hmm. outside where we could, we text each other, we talk to each other on the phone, you know, we pray, um, we've gone to brunch a couple of times, even like during COVID, since we don't even see each other anymore because of work, you know, you get used to seeing right. your work friends yeah. all day, um, but it was very natural. It wasn't like forced. And I feel like that's the biggest thing about friendships is that the moment for me that it feels forced, yeah. it makes me reevaluate it. Yep. I want it to be very natural, mm-hmm. whatever that is, whether that is, I think about my college friends. Sometimes I could talk to them every day for like two, three months all the time. We got a group chat that's popping and then it will go dry yep. for like six months. Yep. But we're still like, those are still my college friends. Those mm-hmm. are still people I would care about. They need me. I would definitely be there for them. But that's just the type of friendship that we have. And that's okay. Yeah. And we can pick back up where we left off when we start talking again yeah. and it go from there. But that's I'm not pressed to talk to someone every day. I'm not going to force a relationship mm-hmm. with anyone yeah. and I'm not going to be made to feel that way because mm-hmm. no one likes to feel like they're like I'm pushing myself onto you yeah that's uncomfortable it is like am I begging you to be my friend absolutely not especially if the person who you're doing that to doesn't know how to communicate what it is and tell you not to do it yeah because sometimes awkward. essentially it just comes off as like they ghost you and then you feel some type of way and now they this and that that but yeah, really so. it was you who caused them to yeah have feel like they needed to do that so I get it I don't because I'm not begging that's just that's weird yeah I just think that everything should be natural I mean I think that goes with anything I think mm-hmm. at this point in your as an adult you know what you most people know what I'm not gonna say everyone but most people know what healthy friendships look yeah. like at least even and if you, you have not explore that learn it figure it yeah. out because at, at this age it shouldn't be toxic no. it shouldn't be and I'm not saying toxic in the social media we overuse this word everything's toxic no like it should be a healthy relationship right not something that is one-sided or one something that you use to manipulate and abuse and use somebody right um but no, I totally agree with what you said because with this particular girl, we spent a lot of time at dinner talking about like we almost were like interviewing each other. Okay. Like, you know, how what do you what do you think about this? What's your philosophy here? What you know, some faith-based mm-hmm. things that you consider, what's your parenting philosophy? Right. You know, like she's not married to her baby's father, but they've been together long enough to be considered common law. So we even talked about like, okay what are your relationship like values expectations right. beliefs because at the same time while we are connecting on a pregnancy 
just like you might connect with somebody because y'all work together when you begin to navigate that relationship outside of that arena yeah it's important that y'all have number one something else in common but right y'all are kind of on the same wavelength yeah like being equally yoked just like you would in a romantic or intimate relationship with somebody so just not being afraid to ask the questions like I'm we're beyond the point of going to dinner with anybody and we just sitting there talking about superficial things yeah like I'm asking you all the personal questions and not in an invasive way but the goal is um, we're not wasting time nope we're not like again if we if in my mind I'm genuinely like I'm done making friends but I'm mm-hmm. then I'm like oh I kind of want to open myself up to this particular opportunity right with this person because there's something valuable that I see in you right then I need to know that I'm not steering myself in the wrong direction yeah so I'm asking all the questions whether you know it be for the purpose of getting to know you mm-hmm. or you know establishing an actual friendship outside of wherever yeah. we actually met one another so yeah yeah I think was some good tips but yeah because I like I said natural just natural like yeah you don't want again force it seems weird mm-hmm. it's, it's nobody wants but that. it dies off after a while like after a while it genuinely like when things are forced it eventually begins to wane and you can feel it it's almost yeah. like every time I choose to reach out to whoever this person might be mm-hmm. it's like do I really want to open up that box again right. like I ain't heard from them in a while that might be a sign God telling you <laughs> yeah. to just leave it alone but you kind of feel obligated because there's been no true closure but the reality is the closure may not need to be anything official yeah it doesn't know? always have to be a conversation I mean yeah. I learned that in relationships yeah. like because right. I always be like you know I need closure, no closure and I dip back in but it's like like I just think about my last situation. It's just like I didn't get closure, but I'm like perfectly fine with it. It yeah. was the ending of that was definitely from God. So it was mm-hmm. like it was the closure I needed. And I feel the same way with friendships. Yeah. I believe that like anything in life, people have seasons and mm-hmm. everyone is not a lifetime friend. Um, and sometimes people go their separates as friends and they come back at a later point in life. Like I've seen that with my mom. Like yeah. um, yeah. I'm lucky to have seen my mom have very healthy relationships with other women Mm -hmm. um throughout my life so I've seen different phases of friendships with her during different points the friends she met because of activities with me and my sister Mm -hmm. the friends she's made at work the friends like she is still best friends with her best friend from kindergarten yeah like that's (laughs) yeah like to see that relationship and what that looks like they don't talk every day Mm -hmm. they probably talk I don't know, maybe once a month or so. But when they go to St. Louis, you would think that they have been together every day. Yeah. Like that's how tight they still are. Um, and so if you if you haven't been in a healthy friendship before, maybe there's someone around you that you could learn from mm-hmm. or you can watch and observe to kind of see and definitely pray about it. Yeah. Because the Bible tells us that we should be in community yeah. in so many different verses in different ways. It, it community. I mean, Jesus had disciples. Facts. So, I mean, like who, we're not meant to journey. We're not to meant to yeah. journey through life alone. So definitely pray about it and ask God if you truly desire to have healthy friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, you pray about it. I think God will honor that because God desires for us to be in community. Yeah. And when in that prayer, make sure you're assessing yourself as well yeah I do I try to do that a lot like what am I doing to maybe either push a person away or what am I doing to hold on to something that I don't need to hold on to um you know like asking for that guidance that wisdom that discernment Mm -hmm. and then look to people who have healthy friendships and relationships like Mm -hmm. Alex said but also if you don't see it (laughs) one of my ways of navigating even romantic relationships I literally was like, okay, I see what I don't want. Yeah, that's so true. Ha- the opposite has to be healthy because I know this thing right here that I'm seeing, yeah. whether, it ha- whether it was from like, you know, my parents or from things I may have seen on TV, like yeah. this is not healthy. So it's mm-hmm. got to be the exact opposite, you know? So when somebody would come and show me the exact opposite, it was like, oh, okay. So this is what, you know, yeah. is considerably healthy. And then once you begin to navigate and explore and, and discover that mm-hmm. you can kind of 
you know, filter out what is false and what is real. But you have to be willing to be open to learn. And I think that's a lot of times what we struggle with, especially Mm -hmm. at a particular age. It's like, I'm just good and I'm 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 not um I've been me for how many ever years and I'm not gonna change. Yeah. You know, I I've heard that in therapy a lot, especially with couples. They come mm-hmm. in and I've had couple uh one partner in the couple unit and mm-hmm. they'll say something like, Oh, I really don't think I need therapy. I'm just here because my partner wants it because I'm gonna be the same person that oh well then That's- this is not going to work, ma'am yeah. or sir. <laughs> so like it's the same thing with, you know relationships with yeah. friends and um other loved ones so what about talking about like growing and I'm just gonna be this like what is it like uh navigating mm-hmm. conflict in adult friendships because I mean conflict happens yeah things like you don't see eye to eye or you'd be like oh that rubbed me the wrong way I didn't like how mm-hmm. this was done or you said that what is some good tips to navigating like conflict in adult relationships instead yeah. of being like on this I'm just done with you because that's not healthy. So I literally attended a conference recently where this was a question. Okay. Um, and it was a panel of mental health professionals. Mm-hmm. They were phenomenal. Um, and I couldn't agree more with some of the things that they shared, but okay. most of it centered around like, again, boundaries. Mm-hmm. So if I am, if you have done something to cross the first of all, you have to know what your boundaries are. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing, whatever the relationship is, what is the boundary for that particular relationship, whether it be a boundary concerning your time, concerning access to you, Mm -hmm. concerning things that you are willing to tolerate as far as um, communication or, you know, even jokes. Some people, you know, some people can joke with me. Some people cannot. Yeah, because we don't know yeah. each other like that right um so you have to know what those boundaries are and you have to actually communicate them mm-hmm. sometimes you don't know what they are until they happen and you have right. to be okay saying oh this made me feel this way like reflecting on it this made me feel this way mm-hmm. and now I need to communicate with the person who made this feeling occur to let them know right and let them know how to move forward and if they choose not to honor that First right. of all, that tells me that you're not my friend. At all. Now you're saying, you, you know, me. that this is just who I am. And yeah. if you can't, okay, oh, okay, well, you know, if somebody comes to me, and I've actually had this happen, somebody came to me one time, and it was several week days after the fact so that Mm -hmm. was like a threw me off a little bit but they needed the time to process Mm -hmm. um they came to me and they said that I had done something that they essentially thought was um basically unfriendly Mm -hmm. and in the moment I was like well this is what I do all the time right so in that moment it was like I'm sorry I made you feel that way right but them expressing that to me let me know also that oh we are not as cool as I thought we were right because if I can't do this with you then you're not on the same level as the friends that I have that might be over here who I can do this thing with right and that's okay because now I know right but I would not have known had you not expressed that I had crossed the boundary with you right and I will make sure that I don't cross it again but on the flip side that does actually put you in a different category of friendship now because it makes me have to be more cautious about who I who I am and what I'm yeah. being and doing around in you. around you in and around you so um it's definitely about communicating if there's conflict communicate it just like you would with anybody else yeah tell the person how whatever they did made you feel right if they if a boundary was crossed let them know like okay here's how here's how I appreciate you moving forward right in this considering this topic from okay. now on mm-hmm. um and then the kind of the chips kind of fall where they you know where they land right. because that person then has the option to either abide by those boundaries and yeah. continue to pursue a friendship with you or be like huh this is too much no new friends this is exactly why right <laughs> um or you know they, it could just be because they're just a, they they have their own issues and they're just not willing to grow that's true. Um, and then that's somebody who you wouldn't want in your life anyway. yeah we sure i want to grow yeah. living things grow yeah so that's what my that's what my second grade told me grow <laughs> i love that <laughs> so oh come on kendall I'm sorry. Right. um but, but speaking yeah. about boundaries it's also like 
we're going back to how do you establish healthy relationships mm-hmm. and how do you like kind of categorize people mm-hmm. is you have to know the boundaries and you have to respect them yourselves. That's true. Because if you say if you this like person is a business person, but y'all going out every weekend, y'all doing non-business stuff majority of the time, yeah. is that really your business friend? Yeah. Like you have to say, okay, this is how I'm categorizing this person. This is how I see you in my life. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to keep them in that box so they yeah. stay there. Or maybe they're not. Adjust how you're categorizing them. Right. Because a lot of times we go into new relationships closed-minded, like this is just this you're thing. Right. And it does become more. Yeah. Um, okay, so now this person is more of a, a true and authentic friend. They've shown themselves mm-hmm. to be trustworthy or communicative with you. And y'all are beyond the business titles at this right. point. So then adjust that, you know, adjust that um, title that you're giving them because, yeah, you know, it's like the awkwardness you've seen in the movies where people go to like weddings or you're with like your partner and you uh-huh. go to like a family event or a work event and you're yeah. like, this is my friend. And then their face just it's like, like drops. Friend. So that's like me, me and you going somewhere new. And I'm like... So this is my business associate because we do a podcast together. <laughs> right. Girl, we've been friends for how long? Like, right. We're beyond that now. So like just, you know, making sure that the category fits whatever the actual, um, I guess, relationship it actually really illustrates. Yeah. And it's okay for things to evolve. Yeah, That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Like if they evolve, they evolve. Yeah. If they don't, so be no pressure. to it. Yeah. You know, but also have discernment because Always. the flip side could also be the case where it's like you're too open. And yeah. that ain't what they supposed to be doing or no. who they are for you in your life. Right. <laughs> and now you are, you know, finding yourself disappointed because they're not meeting expectations. So. Okay. I have another question. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what is a good way to kind of like end a friendship? Um, I don't want to talk to you no more. Blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Same blocks. Okay. I'm on the block ministry. Okay? We're done. <laughs> I won't even say that. You'll just be blocked and wonder um, why your message won't be delivered. But um, yeah, because sometimes it's natural. So mm-hmm. it just naturally fades away. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. And it's kind of unhealthy to just kind of ignore a person mm-hmm. and just be like, I hope they get the idea that right. I don't want to be their friend anymore. Right. Um, so what's like a healthy way or to to communicate like I don't think this friendship is beneficial to me anymore because sometimes that happens you can say you know I really I don't thought think that- this friendship is beneficial to me anymore <laughs> do you say it like that I don't I mean that's nice in my opinion yeah, it's nice, I guess. um that is hard though yeah because low-key is so much easier to ghost somebody in let me tell you um and I nobody likes being them. ghosted though nobody likes being ghosted because it's the either it was the, but it would tell me a lot about you i mean that also just says about you as a person like you avoid conflict which is not always a good thing yeah, it's not the um it's not healthy so i mean i think again just like you communicate boundaries mm-hmm. you communicate that you know you the relationship is no longer serving you or it's you know i I like to take ownership of things. So okay. I will start conversations off like I've been doing a lot of reflection. Mm-hmm. The season I'm in in my life has caused me to transition okay. into a space where I feel like this relationship is not meant to go. That's good. Like, and it can come off as passive aggressive to some people. But yeah, that's what I feel like that's how I would handle the situation because again, I'm not taking you out to explain why we're no longer yeah gonna be friends but also I think that kind of conversation needs to also have boundaries because some people can take that and say like okay so does that mean we're never talking again like we still have each other's numbers like are we going to text like are we just ending all communication like I think there needs to be clarity there um you know because I would still probably like just hey how you doing just thought of crossing my mind just checking yeah. in but just because i'm checking in doesn't mean we about to like be friends be again. friends again it's just you were on my mind yeah so that could be really tricky too so but at, at at the very least you know i'm in a new season i'm transitioning or if the person did something say that too so let me be clear yeah don't this look. like don't gloss over it if the person did something sometimes right. friendships just fade Right. But if the person has done something to you, let them know, let them know because, Please. 
low key, y'all trash and not y'all, but they trash and they need to get their life together. Yeah, let them um, know because they're they being just, a bad friend. Yeah, they would just go to the next friend and do the same thing, and now you're just out here being a, a crappy friend versus really taking time to grow again Mm -hmm. and they can't grow if they don't know that whatever they have done is affecting the relationships that they've built that's true because that happened to me back in college Mm -hmm. I had um two friends from middle school who were still in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and when I would come home to visit they were always wanting to hang out but I would not hang out with them not on purpose not that I didn't want to hang out with them but literally when I came home for the weekend I was trying to get my laundry washed while my mama eat her food <laughs> and normal college stuff. <laughs> yeah. At the time I had a boyfriend, so I'll probably be with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't hanging out with my friends. Me and Brittany hardly ever came home at the same time right. other than like holidays. Yeah. So we didn't really hang out. I would hang out with like our, some of our other friends from high school, yeah. but these, these friends, it happened maybe a Christmas break, a Thanksgiving break, a Christmas break, then a spring break. Mm-hmm. I didn't hang out with them. Mm-hmm. So one of them texted me and told me I was a terrible friend because I was not making time for them. Okay. And, you know, she really had to reevaluate the friendship. At the time, I was just like, okay, whatever, girl. I also was like 19. So right. my mindset different was totally mindset. <laughs> different. I was like, oh, okay. Since then, we have transitioned forward yeah. and we've tried to reestablish a friendship. And it just, it, it don't work. Yeah. Like, we're cool. You know, we're friends on Facebook. Like each other's kids' pictures and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, she's invited me to something she's had when she came back to Atlanta to visit. She no longer lives here. But it's, it has not been natural yeah. since that time. Yeah. And for a long time, I struggled because I felt like I was the downfall of that relationship. Mm-hmm. But I had to realize, like, even if you've been in a place when you haven't been the best friend, that it's okay that um that you know maybe you can't reestablish a friendship and that's okay too like you don't have to hold on to every friend you've ever had but you um try to always be the best friend that you can be we all we are human so we all can fall short in any area and you just take you know that lesson and move forward and just be better in your other friendships like Brandon stated like you use it as an opportunity to grow but don't for like and I guess I was saying that to say don't, don't try to force, force a reestablishment no. because you feel bad that you used to be a bad friend right especially if you've grown um if something is meant to be it will naturally happen yeah the bible says there's a time and season for everything yeah under the sun okay a time to live a time to die time to grow time to plant a time to harvest yep um time to cry a time to laugh and that most definitely applies to friendships and yeah my thing is when you end any type of relationship mm-hmm. with somebody romantic or otherwise business relationships there should be something you're taking yeah. with you from that relationship and I don't mean like taking as in like a selfish act but you should never leave a relationship having not learned something about yourself right um you should never remain in a relationship where you're not learning about yourself or growing yeah. Yeah, um are developing yeah. so it's never an an opportunity to say like that was a waste of my time right or you know I can't let go because I've spent so much time no you can absolutely let go you can you got what you needed from that space yeah with that person and now it's time to move on and take whatever that is Mm -hmm. and use it for the next season in your life yeah and that's okay it is period (laughs) um period period. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was a good talk. Yeah, I was just about to say something. <laughs> good talk. That was really good. And I hope that you guys gained something. Let us know your favorite takeaway from today's lesson. Yeah. How do you maintain healthy friendships? Mm-hmm. And don't forget, tag your best friend, tag your friends, share this tag with them. Friend. Let them know that you love them mm-hmm. and that you want to have a healthy friendship with them. What about your friend? I don't know the rest of the words. But I love TLC and it was on my mind. All right, y'all. She had to beat <laughs> I did. And it didn't even rhyme, but I kept it on she beat. She kept it on beat. But thank you, thank guys. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time at Sisterhood Debrief, where we discuss all things sisterly, godly, and, and ratchet. Bye, Bye. y'all.